And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Now they give it to Green. Green stutter step. He's through. First down, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Run, William, run. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. In the backfield, two receivers left, one right. Mayfield back to pass. Lux going towards the end zone, and it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Touchdown! He got it! He got it! The rookie from Michigan got it with 11 seconds left to go! Pumping once, now throwing long down the left side. Slaughter has it! He's going in for a touchdown! The problem won the game! hey ho and what do you know welcome everybody to another edition of the top dogs podcast i know it's been a while we did have an episode recorded but that was before miles garrett decided to go and drive like a maniac in a car and so i made the judgment call because it was like that monday was coming out and miles garrett gets an accent i'm like well, we're not posting the pod now, and Jack and I don't have time to re-record. So, and then, ladies and gentlemen, the Guardians called in the big guns that week, too. Uh, big announcement, I will be back for, and I am back for the playoffs. This is what I am calling my last dance. This is it. I'm done with the Guardians after this. It has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with anything other than all I'll say is this. The Guardians had a chance to keep me long-term. One person let me walk out the door. Only one. It was not the choice of multiple people. It was one person, and he chose wrong. But I want to thank him for letting me open Pandora's box to see what life would be like outside of Cleveland. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Not that I don't like Cleveland. I love Cleveland. But there's something, Jack, I know, you know, you may not have had this experience, but there's something about when you get out of your home and you leave your comfortable surroundings and you take on a new challenge that is completely refreshing to you. And for me, it was the right step. And I could have come back sooner to the guardians. I could have, I mean, we, we had discussions, yeah. but I chose to wait and see how my, my interviews went. And fortunately with the playoffs, my boss said, you're one of like three people that's ever worked a playoff game. You know what it's like, come back, please. And shout out, Michael, love you, man. Um, and uh, he basically said, you can eat in the office. You can do kind of whatever you want to do within reason. Um, and I just said, fine, that's, that's a fair deal. I was there all 15 innings, Jack. I died, though it's my, it's my, my reason we won because I stood near the registers watching the TV for 14 innings. And then I decided to step outside and right in that bottom of the 15th, I slowly started to walk out to the crowd because I'm like, if we win this, I got to run to the front door and do duty. Like, you know, do door duty. And I'm like, okay, let's 
let's sneak our way. I got my badge on me, my old badge, which they're letting me wear. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert to any of them there. <laughs> I got my field and escort <laughs> credentials on me again. Uh, spoiler. I can do that, I guess. Actually, I need something else. Uh, I won't go into details, but I need one more thing uh, to do that. But anywho, uh, I started walking and then I heard that crack of the bat and Jack, I sprinted. I sprinted because I thought it was Oscar. So all I thought was that's a line drive and it's off the wall and we got to run around second or he somehow lofted a baseball and Kluber did a Kluber in the playoffs. And I start right and I saw the ball go and I'm like, holy shit, we're getting the Yankees. This is what I wanted. Oh, I wanted this. Oh, it's so great. God, we're playing the Yankees today. Fuck them. Fuck them. I want them. I want the smoke. I'm Josh Naylor. I want the damn smoke, man. Oh, oh Jack, yeah. how is your week, buddy? I know I hogged all that, but Goose is with me as always. Jack McCurry. Jack, how was your week, buddy? God, I'm fucked up. It, it was good. Like, it was my birthday over the weekend. So it was um, like, you know, Friday was great. Spent the, spent the evening with my, or the, the day with my girlfriend. We watched game one, went out to dinner. Saturday, I was home, watched the entire marathon of games. Uh, that was unbelievable. Seeing Oscar had had that moment. Um, that was wild. And then Sunday, Unfortunately, I was at the stadium watching the game live in person. It was my birthday gift from my girlfriend. Um, great experience. It was just, you know, that last minute was so, you know, gut-wrenching. Got that sick to my stomach feeling like usual. And then me and my girlfriend, we sat in the stadium for like 20 minutes afterwards. Just to let, A, to let the crowd go. Because, you know, leaving the stadium, it's wild. Smart, but, like, but B, it was just kind of like, it was just disappointing. To see the game end that way again, it was just, it, it's a, there's another gut punch. We've yep. had several of them already this season. Yep. Uh, I was over at uh, Lago on the East Bank of the Flats. Shout out Will Burge and the entire Barstool Cleveland crew. Um, Will being friend of shown a longtime friend of mine. And honestly, I've wanted success for this dude so bad. And honestly, I've wanted a Barstool chapter in Cleveland for years. I just had no idea who to ask, who to talk to, whatever. I wish this could have happened five years ago because I think I could have been a part of it. And boy, like it's so much fun to be around those guys. I know he, it sucked. Will was dead. Will's the perfect guy to run that. Oh yeah, opinion. he is. He is. And so um, I'm just sitting there. I'm just there to hang with my buddy. Well, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in Cleveland. I want to see the people I respect, know and love man. And like, shit, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. In Cleveland, like I had my free parking pass from the employee lot, had to walk a lot, but don't really give a shit. I, I paid what four bucks in a scooter at one point just to move a little bit further along without walking. Okay, cool. I don't care. Um, but, uh, I, I had a great time with them. And then Will's like, Alex, I'm going to throw you on air. I'm like, Oh God damn it. Will. At least she gave me a heads up and he made me sit there for 35 minutes. You motherfucker had to do that. Make me wonder, are you even going to throw me on Uh members? Only Dave was there. You know him on uh, Twitter. Uh, great dude. Uh, have never met him in person. Great, great dude. Uh, and 
you know, Will finally threw me on. And I was like, damn time, you Emma. <laughs> so uh, Will kind of gave it away. If you listen to it, I won't say what. And a tweet, just listen, just listen. Will gave something away. Uh, spoiler alert. It's not like I didn't need to ask anybody for information. I already knew it. It's, I'm Sherlock Holmes with that front office. I already know what they're going to do before they do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chris. Love you, man. But oh, I will say we ran into somebody from the front office afterwards. Did you? <laughs> oh, God. They were covered in GFA. It was great. And the way he said it, and I'm just going to say this for Guardians fans, he just said, Hey, man, we're playing with house money here. He's not wrong. No. No one had us here. Ben Verlander is 0 for 4 so far. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Guardians shouldn't be here. AL Central sucks. And we beat the Rays. And everyone's going, we should beat the – well, the Yankees are going to kick their ass because they can actually hit the ball. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. We will. Mm -hmm. We honestly will. I mean, by the time you guys hear this, game one has happened. So neither of us know at this moment what has happened in game one. I'm just going to go with my gut. Jack's going to go with his gut later on. We'll break it down for you. But anywho, let's talk about the Browns, but particularly Jack. We could sit here and talk about the game. We can talk about how Jacoby Brissett looked great for 58 minutes. I mean, he made one mistake. I mean, I'm not even I'm not even mad because that's the shit we would have told Baker to do. Right. Oh, you see the guy throws him. He didn't see, and I'll be honest, on that play with the way his body is and his head is, he did not see the linebacker with the way his head is move towards where the receiver is. There's no yeah. way he wouldn't have seen that. So again, if you don't play the position, don't sit here and tell me what it's going to be. And I know people say, well, Alex, you never play the position. Actually, if you play NFL 2K5 in first person mode, you kind of can see it. <laughs> yeah. It kind of can. Like, it's actually fairly realistic. Um, And I've talked to enough quarterbacks in the past to know that you're not going to see that. Yeah, it's frustrating. First instinct should be, there's the first sound marker, go for it. But is Jacoby Brissett a mobile QB like Deshaun Watson? No. If that's Deshaun Watson... That's six points. That's the way I keep viewing every single game. If that's Deshaun Watson, that's six points and we win. Period. There is, again, and Jack, we haven't had John since the last pod where it was just me talking about surround. we're surrounded by idiots. And it's just making the season more miserable because I I do want to make one point. This season is a throwaway season. You don't have the quarterback you traded three first-round picks for for 11 games. You picked up Jacoby Brissett, a capable backup. Let's be honest, a very capable backup. And he has played beyond anyone's expectations, making my crazy Browns prediction actually look not as crazy anymore. Right. I literally was saying he's going to play like an MVP. I'll be honest. Okay. Maybe not in the clutch situation. If you take that away and he actually comes through each time, 
I think we're talking Jacoby Brissett as an MVP candidate. At least a dark horse one. A dark horse, at least, in the Geno Smith category. And that's where, like, again, I hear people say, we need to fire Stefanski. It always is blown in the fourth quarter. Blah, 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 blah. You know, first off, to the Sean Payton people, you realize you have to trade for Sean Payton, right? You realize you don't have the capital to go get Sean Payton right now, right? So you can cross Sean Cam- uh, Sean Payton, not Sean Campbell, Sean Payton off the list. Like, he's gone. Okay, who's next? Brian Flores? Is that really an upgrade? I mean, you're hiring a defensive coach? Okay, who's his offensive coordinator going to be? I mean, are you really going to... Chad O'Shea the one year. It was our wide receiver coach, and that didn't work out. Again, I just don't trust what you're going to do that's better. I am 100% on board with Prefer and Woods discussions. I am 100% on board. Prefer has not produced a single return man yet. It's not even the kicker thing. It's not even that. No. I will get to the Cade York shit in a minute. Yeah. Because, oh, no. He hasn't produced a, a return man. You have Demetric Felton, who should work. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who did it in college. And you have to go out and sign people to do this. Chester Rogers. Who's we actually have, playing well. Because he's done it yeah. in the NFL. But you can't coach it. If we go back to his, you know, Minnesota days, the only reason his special teams return was good is he had a guy by the name of Corderell Patterson, who's and a Percy pretty Harvin. good player. I think he had Percy Harvin, too. At some point, he had Percy Harvin, too. Yeah. He had gifted guys for it. Now you got to coach it, and he can't do it. Look, I'm forever grateful for that division series win, divisional round win, but no. If you're not going to coach up your return men, you need to go. It's not even a Cade York thing on him. I need to find a guy that can develop return men that it's not a revolving door every week that I got to elevate a guy off the practice squad from the streets just so that I don't have a guy back there who I don't trust catching a punt. Like that is an indictment on prefer. Cade York. Can he teach him? I doubt it because his track record says otherwise. I don't trust him. That is a fair discussion to have. The statistics back that. Joe Woods. Do I really need to get into another conversation about Joe Blow Woods? Joe, the man who blows every lead, Woods. Like, you had a 14 to nothing lead. And your defense, for whatever reason, can't get the job done. I don't even know if Denzel Ward's overrated, overpaid, but right now he looks like it. Is it he's the, taking a severe dip? Is it the scheme? Is it him? What is going on? If your defense is getting exposed like this on a week to week basis, 
You cannot be the defensive coordinator. Period. When it comes when it comes to Denzel Ward, real quick, remember he was hurt during camp. I just wonder if he's if it's still lingering and he's just playing through it. It's but possible. His PFF, gra- his PFF grade is a thirty nine point eight or something like that. It's astronomically worse than it, yes. than he's ever. So been. it could be an injury. It could be a systematic failure. It could be he doesn't fit with what Woods wants to do. Then why did you pay him? That's not an indictment on Andrew Barry. No one, but no one said Denzel Ward didn't fit this scheme the first two years. Exactly. I mean, that's there's something. So something is going wrong. And I have to look at the guy leading it, and that's Joe Woods. And I know people are like, well, if he won't fire his guys, well, then you need to fire the coach. Look, Kevin Stefanski's a really smart dude. He's not going to lose his job and the chance to coach. Deshaun Watson in this system with Nick Chubb and others because he won't fire his defensive coordinator. He, and he did it this week. He basically has with Andrew Barry making the trade for Deion Jones, which we'll get to that too. He and is, they added a D tackle. Yeah. AB has put Joe Woods on notice. And that does not happen unless if Kevin Stefanski approves it. I think he went to Stefanski and said, look, he's not producing. I know you like the guy, but I think we both can agree. And Kevin Stefanski is a smart man. He'll look at the analytics and go like, yeah, you know what? I'm open to the idea. I mean, let's give him every weapon he needs. And I'm telling you right now, I think it's the bye week he gets fired. I think oh, this yeah. continues. It doesn't. Deion Jones is a great addition. <laughs> That's a dream next to JOK. But he's it not is, a given either. He's coming off shoulder surgery. I know, I know. His athleticism alone, I'm just saying. Right. On athletic ability, him and JOK are a menace together. I mean, I love that parent. We'll see how it works. Yes, he's coming off injury. But I applaud AB for taking that shot and going and getting a guy that, you know, Deion Jones is familiar with at nose tackle. And will help JOK learn what to do. These are important things. Now you're giving Joe Woods the pieces on the interior to stop the run. And now you're telling them, look, dude, you fuck up, you're out. Yeah. And you're probably never getting another job like this again. More than likely. No, he'll go back to being an assistant. Exactly. So now... Joe Woods is on the hot seat. It's so clear now. But again, this is the way this front office works. They're not going to do anything too rash, too quick. They're just not. That's not what analytics say to do. You build a case against it where it's undeniable this is the problem. And I think the players are fed up. I think the defense does not believe in Joe Woods anymore. And some still do based on reports. Some do, but some don't. Right. Because I think they're looking at that last few weeks of the season going like we need to get back to there. But that's where my red flag ensues that, okay, you had that and you really brought back mostly everybody. What the hell happened? Like, why are you not playing any better? Have right. de- have offenses and teams figured you out? 
Are you not making adjustments? What are you doing wrong? You got to be asking these questions to, you know, Joe Woods. What is happening? And I think I, it's it's not just Joe Woods. I mean, I think it's fair to say it's fair to criticize Andrew Barry and the way he's done some things. The D tackle position, D tackle, is the only big concern I've had with. Andrew like Barry. we know that that's a position they don't emphasize. But when you see the run grades from this week, when Togiai, Elliot, Brian, Winfrey, they're all in like the 30s and 20s on PFF. Because they're not run stoppers. They're all pass rushers. Right. Like, that's not like I get it. It's a passing league. But at the same time, when the one of the worst ranked rushing attacks comes in and chews you up for like 230, like Austin Eckler had a career day. Yeah. Like, I'm not slighting Austin Eckler. He's a great back. Got me 35 fantasy points. But they know run the ball in LA and all of a sudden they walked in there and for two weeks in a row, 200 plus yards. Like that's glad alarming. I got Ramondre Stevenson this week in fantasy pencil him in for one twenty at least my fantasy team's starting to pick up in our league, Jack. Oh, did you see me put up 192 points? Last insane week. man. Insane dude. That but is yeah, why like- I drafted the way I did because I'm like, if it all goes well, that's what I'm going to score. You can't beat that. No, go but on. Barry deserves some criticism because the way some. he's handled that, the defensive line depth, because behind Miles and Jadevian Clowney, it's not good. Like Isaac Rochelle was our highest graded defensive player on PFF, and he's not a good football player. Like, no, there's a reason why TikTok, he's been bounced. my dude. <laughs> but like, when he's getting more snaps than Alex Wright, who's your third round pick, that's kind of an alarming and thing. Right. I don't know what happened go because to... he's looking he's looked good at times. Yeah. But I know and he's I mean, raw maybe... and he's not ready, but like shit, you really think. And I'm Rochelle's not gonna better? slight the Chargers. Like their their offensive line pushed our guys around. Like it's... Yeah. They but, have a good O like, line. I'm not saying fire Andrew Barry, but I mean no. it, he's he's subject to it's it's fair to criticize people. Like people can criticize Stefanski. We've criticized Prefer and Woods enough, but it doesn't mean fire them. No. And that's why I, I said what I said on Twitter about like the media really like going, oh, Stefanski's seat's getting warmer. No, it's not. It's like, what they up. want. Like, it's not... what the media oh. wants. I, I turned again, on um, again. You don't I turned on Ultimate Cleveland. I turned on Ultimate Cleveland on Monday, and right away it's Jay Crawford and Garrett Bush saying fires like Stefanski. Way on the to be seat. the alternative Cleveland wants. Good yeah. job, Bull. It's, Your station's a bunch of bullshit. Stuff. Right. At least with Will. At least with Will and Barstool. I got to give him props on this. He is not saying fire Stefanski. Yes, it is frustrating, but we're not saying that. Joe Woods, fair game. But not. I think it is, Jack. I know you're still like, but you know where I am. Let's see how it goes until the bye. Let's see how it goes. No, I think by the bye, something has to like, happen. I feel like they need to make some kind of change. And like, obviously they're making, they're trying to make upgrades to the roster. We know Barry's going to do that. But like, if these things aren't working, then make a coaching change. My only thing is, and I know like we've had our discussions in the group chats and stuff. Um, who's going to take over it's going to be one of his assistants so chris it's going to be the same scheme it. it's going to be the same scheme though so like i don't see like if it's why people Kiffin, are i don't change. know 
If it's Chris Kiffin, I'm not sure. I mean, that family runs a different scheme. I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see, but uh, I I just don't know if it's Kiffin, if he would run the same thing. I think he wouldn't do it this year. I think he'd start implementing some things this year to do that, but I don't think he'd do it right away. Like a slow right. build. But we'll see. We'll see on that front. Um, I think what bugs me is that Cleveland is you're so jaded from the last 25 years and you've had one good season and you expect to be just great right off the bat when you're not even remotely at a hundred percent. Call me when Watson gets here, call me when Watson starts playing, then we can have discussions, but here we are. And this is what really bugged me this week. You know, Cade York is a freaking rookie. He was a he was a solid, good kicker at LSU, consistent. He played in the South. Let me say that again. He played in the South where it's warm. And I know people would say, well, why don't you pick a guy from the North? Well, that dude is at Michigan again. He didn't come out for the draft in Jake Moody. I'm sorry. Though I though I will say most of you would hate drafting a Michigan kicker. Tell me I'm wrong, Jack. If uh, he missed if he wrong. missed one, if he even missed one kick, he'd be kicked off the team by this fan base. One media member would throw him out of town instantly. Let's not be too harsh on lunch, okay? He 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 knows what he is. He knows what he is. He he's he said some ridiculous things. This I've, year I've talked to I've talked to him since, I, and I know he's. I've I, talked he, to him since. Look, I told Munch. Look, again, I don't mean outing our conversations by no Munch isn't listening to the pod. Munch has said, "Look, he knows what his base is. He knows. Right. He knows. Like if he doesn't say that, people aren't going to listen to him anymore. And if he doesn't True. say that, people aren't going to listen anymore because he knows who follows him so." Us young fans don't listen to him. He knows that. He knows that. He knows how to stoke the flames of his base. It. He said to me best, he said, radio can be like politics. Once you have a base, you got to stick with it because it keeps you in the game. He is not wrong. And when he said that, I said, you know what? I kind of respect it. it. It must be tough, like being so mad at Michigan players playing for the Browns, even though there have been some good ones. And he's like, yeah, there have been. I said, Braylon Edwards for a year. I know he sucked the rest of it. Steve Everett. Great. Browns legend. Donovan Peoples Jones hasn't been bad. Like no. you, you get good Michigan players, but we get good Ohio state players too. Who gives a shit what school they went to as long as they're wearing the brown and orange and they're producing, right? And he said, yeah, yep. but you but you know my listeners don't give a shit about that. I said, you ain't wrong. <laughs> you ain't wrong. And when he said that, I said, okay, can we just bury the hatchet? And he's like, hatchet's been buried, Alex. I know what you're trying to do, too. And it's like, okay, we're cool. Munch is munch. He knows what he's got to do. Yeah. I respect that. He's a master of the game. 
at the end of the day with him, you got to respect like he knows what he's got to do in order to stay alive in the business, especially yeah. at his age and after him going through the heart surgery. Yeah. You know, they could have run him out the door after that. And he stayed in the game. And I'm proud of that dude. Like he recovered and he's, he looks great. You know, Munch, I love you, man. No hard feelings of the past. Hey, you got to do what you need to do, man. That's what we all got to do. So much love to him. Uh, but it's not even that. It's not even someone like Munch. It's the Grossies. It's the Mary Kays. It's the uh, Rooters. Daryl Rooter. Right. Now, no, I don't give it. Daryl Rooter is to do it. I'm sorry. That's still one of the greatest things Twitter ever gave us. Um, but anyways, they, I'll say it again. They have these stories saved in their archives. All they got to do is change the names around and that's it. Probably. No, that's the truth. They, they don't work at all. They can write the same story every year. That's why they're writing it. Oh, time to look at head coaches. Well, who's the best head coach again? I gave you a list yesterday, Jack. And I'll be honest, there's only one I might think about. I don't and know that know him. But I said, even then, I don't think I can do it. No. It, I mean, like, the only one, I'm going to be honest with you, Cleveland fans, that you might be able to get to work with Deshaun Watson. And even then, I don't think he's the right guy. It's Byron Leftwich. Do you really trust hiring Byron Leftwich? He just worked with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin have made him look amazing. Like it comes from that area, the Arians tree, which I mean, his offenses have been good. Not going to take that away from him. Yeah, but also he has the talent that can't make him look bad. We got talent here, though. We do, but not. I'll be honest. Let's be honest here. The wide receiver talent is light years better in Tampa. Oh, of course, they have like. Then four, it's hard. Then why? I, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can't really judge a Byron Leftwich in Tampa right. Bay, and I don't want to take that risk here when Stefanski's proven. Oh, I can get guys open. Oh, I can make Jacoby Brissett look like a pro bowler. Hell, my it, Baker Mayfield's only other great year outside of his rookie year was his first year when he listened to me. And now Baker Mayfield's about to be run out of the NFL because the chip on his shoulder got too big and it hurt his little ankle. Oh, too bad. I guess the weight was too much for you, man. Got to be four inches higher, I guess. I... I I just don't understand why fans it. it I, I had a perfect analogy for it and I forgot it, but there's can we, so. Go, can we go back to the Kate York thing though? Yeah. Go to. Yeah. I, it was like, I just, that. go ahead. Well, because people are like, Oh, he, he's a bum. Why did the Browns draft a kicker? Let me, let me just bring up two key stats right now. 30 of 33 and 28 of 33. Alex. Whose kicking stats are those from their rookie years? Just take a guess. I'm gonna guess one of them's Phil Dawson. No. They're Sam, active kick. They're active kickers. They're active right now. kickers. Um, what what's the stats again? Thirty of thirty three. 
This was his rookie season. Oh, uh, McPherson? No, but McPherson's the other one, 28 of 33. Jake Elliott? Oh, think about it. In our division. Oh, and our, oh, Justin Tucker. Yeah. Yes. Cade York's missed two field goals right now. And I'll look up Phil Dawson's rookie numbers right now just because you have brought it up. But yeah, like, I, Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson. I'll be honest. Y'all fuckers hated Dawson early. I was going to say Dawson was pretty bad his first. You game. all hated him because he couldn't kick a field goal over 50 goddamn yards. Eight of 12 his rookie year. Second year was 14 of 17. Like, but, but most of those were never over 50 yards because he didn't have the leg. Not until 2002 did he make a 50 yard field goal. Bingo! Thank and you, he was Jack. 22 of 28 that year. Even as a kid, I remember fans hated Phil Dawson. The only reason he is a legend in this city has nothing to do with anything he did until 2007 when he kicked that field goal in Baltimore. If that field goal is judged as no good, you all hate Phil Dawson, period. Let's put this into context real quick, just because we brought it up. 06, he was 21 of 29, 72.4% from field goal. But he's distance. a god. Yep. It's not easy to kick here. That wind was swirling yesterday. It is god. not easy to kick on the lake. I was telling my girlfriend, I said, you see the little flag next to the American flag? She goes, yeah. I said, that's the flag that the kickers judge the wind off of. Exactly. We were We were doing like a beer pong you know, type game. Even the ping pong ball was flying when the wind was going. Yeah. Like that's how it is on the lake. If you want a good kicker, build a fucking dome. But here's the thing, Alex York barely missed a 74 yard field goal and warmups. And I barely some... missed this one. Yeah. It went to the right. Just you know like what I said to the person next to me at the bar? I said, you know what? If it was last year's kicker, that ball is six feet further to the right. We're making progress. Shout out to McLaughlin, though. He's four or four on Thursday night football last week for Indy. That's great. And, that and, is and great. Denver. In Denver, where that the is, is great. But yeah. I am saying a year again, Dem oh, yeah. kicking in Denver, kicking in Cleveland, two different things. And sure. also his home seems a dome. But as I point out, I said that ball is about six feet further to the right. Mm hmm. We're making progress. It We're getting closer to the upright. I thought York made it too. I went from like, oh my God, he made, and Donovan did too on the radio call just because where we were positioned, there's an angle. Yeah. I literally thought I made it. I was so pumped up. Then I looked down, the ref goes, no good. And I, and just, I thought it was good at first too, but that's how close it was. Yeah. So at this point, people are like, and people are burning his jersey already. Like, bro. This fan base this is fan comical, base, and it's a it's a cold town too. Like, you do one thing wrong, there it, it's basically like dating, literally. Basically. If you do me wrong, we we're done, babe. I'm breaking up with you. Oh, you didn't buy me flowers for my birthday. We're breaking up. You're a fuck up. Like he missed. It happens. He's a rookie. <laughs> Let it. He's played. This was his second NFL game in this stadium. His second. Oh, third. Okay. Preseason. You want to know what's screwed, Jack? No. That's. Oh. Jets, Steelers, Chargers. Third. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, but still he's learning. Do you expect a kicker to learn how to kick in the stadium in three games? No. No. Phil, how many years? <laughs> it takes time. The thing we can say about York is he has the leg to kick it from almost anywhere on the goddamn field. You want to know what? That's valuable in my book because I'll tell you what. The Raiders kept Sebastian Janikowski forever and went through his ups and downs. And the reason they did is he can kick the ball from anywhere. And it's kind of worth the headache sometimes when you know maybe 50% of the time he can kick a ball from 60 yards away and make the damn thing where your offense can be even more efficient. Yes, it's not pretty. Yes, it's never going to be perfect. But you want to know what? He's as good of a kicker as you found. Shut up. You want to run him out? Fine. This is the reason, Jack, no one wants to play here. Yep. It has nothing to do with the losing. Imagine if you're a player, Jack, and, you know, you go to, let's say, hmm, you want to what? Let's say it's Green Bay, one of the most iconic franchises in the history of history. Let's say you're, the backup quarterback, like they have now, I forgot his name. That shows how relevant he's been in the last few years. Let's say you're Jordan him, the Love? backup. Yeah, Jordan Love. Forgot about okay. him. Okay. Let's right. say you're Jordan Love and you're going to Green Bay and you're hearing the criticism, but at the same time, like no one really cares. Like when you come out and do play, no one's really calling for your head. They all say, you know, your rookie year, you're a rookie. You need time. You know, oh, he was raw. They find reasons to believe in you because, hey, it worked out for Aaron Rodgers. Now, imagine you're in Cleveland. If you throw one interception, if you get sacked one time, if you fail to score on your first drive ever, you're done. You are dead to the fan base. You go through quarterbacks and players and coaches like their girlfriends. You hit and quit them like it's nothing. Up, you had your fun with them. Get out. Like, that is Cleveland Browns fan base. It's funny because the one team you never do this with, players love to play there. They develop there. They win there. They succeed there. What team is that, by the way, Jack? Guardians. Oh, oh, the team no one gives a shit about. That's why everybody wants to be here because there's. Oh, no, no they give a shit now because they're good and they're. In the oh, playoffs. oh, yeah, because they're in the playoffs. But like you say that, talk about Cade York because people expect him to be Phil Dawson. Jedrick Wills, who people expect to be Joe Thomas, who is actually playing really good football right now and no one's saying shit, but they criticize him over a fucking screen pass. Like, this is Cleveland, the Browns fan base's problem. And I'm going to say this. You all love to lose. You do. You the gotta... lovable loser. Exactly. It's You've embraced this lovable loser, Cleveland against the world mentality. Oh, we're going to overcome. We shall overcome. And I hate to say that, but yeah. that is the mentality. Fuck that shit. Here's my mentality. You all fucking hate us because we got Deshaun Watson. That we went out and got the best quarterback on the market. Is he a scumbag? You're goddamn right he is. Do I like him? Hell no. Do I think he's going to win me football games? Hell yes. 
at this point, as much of a scumbag as he is, I'm tired of fucking losing. So fuck y'all. We're going to go down and win. That's my mentality. Fuck y'all. Like, it's not even Cleveland against the world. It's more of like, fuck you. We're just going to do it because we're fucking Cleveland. Yeah. The longer you live in this me against the world mentality, the more you hold yourself down. And sure, everyone's going to say, well, what about Guardians David versus Goliath in this whole division series thing? That's different because it literally is David versus Goliath. I mean, it literally is. When you talk baseball and football, football has a salary cap. Baseball does not. So, yes, it is David versus Goliath. And when the Yankees can put the best slugging lineup that money can buy, yes, it's David versus Goliath. I mean, seriously, who would have thought five years ago there would be a team that would have Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, and Josh Donaldson all in the same goddamn lineup at one point. I don't give a damn if some of them are in their last legs or still going. And hell, let's throw Matt Carpenter in there too. They'll all be in the same goddamn lineup. That's not fair. That That's legit bullshit. In the NFL, you have a salary cap that prevents that. So it's a different mentality when you say Cleveland versus the world in baseball because there are no limits in baseball. There are none. You got to do things differently in baseball. Yep. That's why you can have that mentality. In football, the the playing field is leveled because of this. Either you get talent or you don't. Period. That's the name of the game. You have the talent. So fuck it. Let's do it anyways. That's my mentality. Fuck the Cleveland versus the world thing. That's just my mentality. And the longer we live as victims of this, the more misery it's going to cause. It literally is going to be unbearable for us to live. Mm-hmm. And personally, Jack, I don't like being a Browns fan because of how miserable everybody is. Pretty like, much. I sit back and I watch and I laugh. I treat it like the Akron Zips, dude. They they just they get torched all the time. They break your goddamn heart. I mean, it's all bullshit. I mean, hold on. Let me pull up something real quick because I, I want you guys to understand like how much I laugh at it. I mean, OU, I agree. Oh, go ahead. OU beats Akron 55 to 34 last week. Was the top bad? receiver Damn. for, by the way, the top receiver for Ohio, I actually know Sam Wigless. Uh, he was a Brexville kid. Uh, Shout out, Sam. Living up to your hype, man. Proud of you, dude. Um, But you know what I laughed and said to my dad? Holy shit, the Zip scored 34 points. That's a victory in my book. I'll give a damn if we put up, we gave up 55. We put up 34. It's a step in the right direction. And that's why in the field goal, hey, that, that kick is six inches further than the left, six feet further than the left than it was last year progress baby now he's got to get six feet further over to left we'll get there we'll get there we got the talent y'all need to fucking chill and stop calling for Stefanski's head because Jack didn't I say this on the pod back in July I called this shit 
I went Jim Tomey point in the center field, calling my damn shot. Like the reporters are going to start calling for Stefanski and fans are going to buy it hook, line and sinker in a throwaway year. And let's pray to God. Jimmy Haslam doesn't get pissed enough to fire him because you called it. And here's the thing. Jimmy listens to the fans. That is his biggest weakness. That's when you know you have a shitty owner. He listens to you. Most people. I don't know. Is he going to listen to him after they throw bottles at him? <laughs> he, he still will because he remembers that homeless guy. That homeless guy was. Really I would nice stop to listening to the fans after the homeless guy. I would have done it then, but he doesn't. He listens to 850. He listens to 92.3. He's listening to what you want because he knows it'll keep you giving him money because he doesn't give a shit about this franchise because he is a lifelong Steeler fan. When he put his hand over his face, I had to say it. When I saw that photo, he's hiding his smile. Oh, my God, I scammed these guys out of money again. Oh, they're still showing up, and I'm going to fire Stefanski, and I'm still going to get your money. He's probably trying to get a uh, Andrew Barry to be like, listen, get us some draft picks because Hendon Hooker is balling right now, and he will save the Cleveland Browns. You, you give me that face, but you know he's probably thinking it somewhere inside that crazy mind of his. If that happens, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Come on. I, I've hey, seen enough. Hey, I, I, Jimmy I, will be like, I will find a new team. I will hey, find a new one. We'll have Hendon Hooker and Josh Dobbs and nope. Jimmy Haslam. We'll, nope. we'll get pay. We'll get Peyton to come home. <laughs> Before uh, Arch is ready. Hooker is. Yes. You know it. Hey, you know it. Hey, Arch, I said Arch might be going. Arch might be going to somewhere else if uh, Quinn Ewers keeps balling. Tennessee. Ohio State. Replace CJ. You have somebody, don't you? I don't. Kyle McCord. No, you have like a five-star kid coming in. I don't know. I don't pay attention. I look at the now for Ohio State. Just watch the Browns in two years after. Hey, I'm after after a strong three year career as their quarterback. Browns are going to take J.J. McCarthy to piss everybody off. Listen, I'm plotting a conspiracy <laughs> to get Jackson Smith and the Jigba to fall to whatever pick we have in the second round. I mean, he's not getting past the Steelers at that point. <laughs> you Don't know that's how the Steelers operate. That's They're going to they draft another quarterback after they see how much trash Kenny Pickett is. Oh, you mean Mitch Trubisky Jr.? Yes. Yeah, they're the same. Little Except hand. with tiny hands. Tiny hands, yeah. Trubisky. Me and Kenny Pickett have something in common. We have tiny hands. They're huge. They're, they're the huge big, hands. They're the biggest they're, hands in all the They're lands. the most beautiful, biggest hands in the world. Anyways, that's been your moment of laughter, moment of impressions. Uh, we could do a Bernie Sanders impression on this, but uh... no, 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 no. We're not going there. Sparky, ask me to do it. I'll do it. Uh, Sparky's never heard me do the Bernie impression. <laughs> oh God! It's actually well, half by, decent. It's half decent. Speaking of Bernie, I walked right by Bernie Kosar on Sunday when I walked in the stadium. He Why did you phone. say something to come on his phone? Listen, I don't. You know, wait and said Bernie. I'm a huge fan. Will you come on the Top Dogs podcast, please? 
First question, Bernie, oh. why are you why are you a quarterback that as we the youth call today mid? <laughs> hey, listen, if Jacoby Percent can run, Bernie could have ran in this day and age of quarterbacks. <laughs> Bernie would have gotten that first down. He would have run for it anyways. But anywho, I didn't want to get into the game because like again, what's been said has been said. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so the reaction I think is the bigger story from this game. Look, there are a few that are handling it. Well, there are quite a few that are not like, I get your frustration. I feel you. It sucks, but I think I'm the only one of the few on this whole fan base. That's this is a throwaway year. Any success you're playing with house money. I don't like calling it a throwaway year just because there is elite talent that's, you know, we're wasting when when you when your quarterback going into the year is Jacoby Brissett. I get it. Your hope is to be 500. I get it. And that's where I said it's kind of like a throwaway year. Anything above that is a bonus. Like, okay, it's crazy. Nick Chubb's on pace for 2000 yards and like no one's talking about it. And look, I'm not saying the Browns can't. I don't think the season's over. I think they can win next week. Uh, the way the Patriots are playing right now. I think they I mean, definitely win. It's they just a matter of the win. defense going to show up. Exactly. That's They can win any of these games throughout the next few weeks. Yeah. There, there's no question now in my mind, they can't run the table the rest of the way with Jacoby Brissett. It's will the defense hold. Yep. I'm not even calling the season over. Yeah, it's demoralizing. It fucking sucks. We should have won. But it happens. That's all I can say. So, anywho, um, we talked about the Deion Jones trade, the impact of that, Cade York stuff, reaction fans. So, let's get into the fun stuff. Let's stop uh, jumping into the pit of misery and talk about the fun shit. The American League Division Series has kicked off today. Um, also, the National League Division Series has kicked off with the Phillies winning game one in Atlanta. That's a little bit of a shocker, but good for them. The uh, Mariners they, are whooping on Houston right now. I was going to say, with the Phillies game, did something bad happen today because Nick Castellanos went off? He made a diving catch. Did somebody die? I don't Who know. Who died? Oh, the person from, I think the teapot from Beauty and the Beast died. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the bad crap. Well, the Braves are toast. Angela Lansbury died. Yeah, uh, the teapot from Beauty and the Beast died, and there's a long drive to deep left field, and that ball's going to be gone. It's a 4-1 game. You know, anytime anything bad happens, he goes off. That's why I had to say it. Yeah, Mariners going off, that's going to be a bloodbath of a series, I think. And then you got... The Padres take on the Dodgers. Oh, Mets, what happened? Oh, did someone uh, rumble all over your party? Did the ponies uh, ride off into the sunset? Is your smile gone? Have you lost your smile? Um, Did somebody choke again? Oh. Oh, Francisco Lindor didn't show up in a in a game clinching a series clinching game. Was it nap time again? I guess. I mean, he likes to take naps during uh, series clinching games because he doesn't show up at all. Oh, oh! 
Oh, hey, let me see. He went two for ten in the in the postseason. Oh, and and reports are coming out that you won't do whatever it takes to get Degrom back. Oh no, Mets. Oh no, what's wrong, Steve Cohen? You want to talk about it? Oh, how are your friends doing, by the way? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Steve. Oh, rumble on, motherfuckers. You're out. <laughs> uh, and that is my pettiness of the week. There we go. Had to get it out there. Oh, that felt good. It feels good. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, the Cleveland Guardians made it to the division series before that fraud. Frankie Lindor made it to the division series. Put it in Comic Sans, baby. Put it in Comic Sans font. We enjoy it. May or may not be seeing shirts of that at some point in the future. I will buy one. Dude, you know who I'm talking to? You know you have to cop me one. That was my idea. I gave you a freebie. I get a shirt. I want my shirt. That was my idea. And it's a beautiful idea. And you're welcome, dude. It's going to make you so much money. I at least deserve two. Just give me two. One in red and one in blue. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> um, Padres taking on the Dodgers, though. Mike Clevenger starting game one. Ooh. Come on, Sunshine. Sunshine's last playoff start. He was great for five innings, and then the Astros cheated. What? Wait, what? Wait, Alex, what do you mean the Astros cheated? Oh, it's not like they stole signs from the photo booth next to the Guardians dugout. What? Wait, what did I say? I'm sorry. I got lost in a trance for a minute. I'm sorry. That that was, I don't know if that information was in the report or not. Whatever. I don't know what I said. I, I kind of got lost in a trance, you know? I mean, you saw me take that uh, – those shrooms right before I said it, right, Jack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm back. So, Guardians, your Cleveland Guardians are taking on the New York Yankees rivalry renewed once again. We will not, we are not going to be able to guess the result or tell you the results of game one. It's not going to get up in time. Cal Quantrill going tonight for the Guardians, been great down the stretch. Garrett Cole going for the Yankees, the $300 million man. Uh, Big news from the Yankees. Aroldis Chapman didn't show up to a workout, got left off the roster. And Scott Efros, their big reliever acquisition, one who I wanted for the Guardians, had some elbow problems and was left off their playoff roster, meaning the Yankees are down two major relievers. And if you listen to uh, the Poundtown podcast, Will Burge's uh, Barstool Cleveland podcast, um, along with Brian Kenny, don't want to forget Brian Kenny as well. Uh, but anyways, uh, as I broke down on there, uh, the key is get to that bullpen. Get to that bullpen. Now more than ever, the key to this first game, and if they win this first game, it is because they got to Garrett Cole early, they got to the bullpen, and Cal Quantrill, had a strong game. This is the key. If you can get to the bullpen tonight early, if you cannot call out and get that bullpen working and get them tired throughout the series, you got a shot. I think the Guardians can in ways be the Yankees kryptonite if their pitching is on. 
Um, the Yankees tend to strike out a lot. They are all or nothing, which plays very much into the Guardians pitching. Although the Guardians can leave some pitches over the plate. So it's not going to be a perfect series like it was with Tampa, but it's not going to be easy, but it's very winnable. This is the matchup I preferred. If you were to tell me, Alex, you were to face it out of the three matchups, Seattle, New York, and Houston, who do you want? I would say New York. And you may tell me I'm crazy. The rotation isn't as strong as the other two. Their bullpen isn't as strong as the other two. Their lineup is on par, but those two are better all around teams. The Yankees are not. I'll, I'll take my chances with the Yankees. Won't be easy, but I think I can get past them. And if I can get past them and I got that momentum, maybe, just maybe, I can catch one of them in the ALCS. And maybe, just maybe, if this team is just young enough and dumb enough to think they can do it and just block out all the noise, they can do it. This team has so many vibes of like a mix of the 2016 team mixed in with the 95 team mixed in, not with that offense, but like timely hitting and all that stuff. And like an eighties throwback Cardinals team. Like it's literally the eighties Cardinals. No one ever had the Cardinals winning back then. And they just won and won and won. They had one big bopper in the lineup and the rest was all speed. The rest couldn't hit, but they could do everything else. They could defend. They could run. They could get timely hits. They could bunt. They could do everything. And they drove you nuts. And they had great pitching all around. This is what the Guardians have embraced, what they are. You want to win this day and age? You got to be the complete opposite of everyone else. You're going to lift everything out? Okay, that's cool. We're going to run you into the ground. And we're going to pitch you into the ground. You're not going to hit us and we're going to exhaust you. And that's, and it's being that pesky team that just can't go away. And you saw it in Tampa, you know, Shane McClanahan looked outstanding in those first five innings. And then you got that runner on and then Jose comes up and then he hits it out. And now all of a sudden they're kind of shook. Like we just took the lean. You just took it damn it go away you're like the cockroach that won't die and then the game two in arguably it should have ended in nine but they got out of it and the Rays are like okay we got the advantage now all right we got momentum and all of a sudden pitching nope not happening (sighs) okay they stop us again okay great and then the 11th ground ball to Jose got him damn it we can't why can't we finish these dudes? And then you put in Kluber. And I call that shit. Hold the line until Kluber can get in. Just hold the damn line. And when I saw him come in, I texted my boss as I said, and that's the ball game. Not a matter of if, matter of when. Because they're not going to the next guy. Kluber's going five innings. He's not playing tomorrow. And I'm like, and there's your mistake. There's the opening. And that was it. This team is relentless. They don't go quietly into the night. 
even when they are not on, they tr- they fight and fight and fight. There's just no off switch with them. That is why they're dangerous. That is why they can beat the Yankees. And I'm going to say this. They're going to beat the Yankees. Now, I'm hoping it's in four because I'd like to be there for that because I have certain plans if we win. Oh, it's not pettiness. It's straight up revenge. This series is very personal to me. And you want to check? I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. These other teams I'm talking to, they know what's going on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rumble Ponies owners, who are Mets affiliates, by the way, are owned by the Yankees, our Yankee season ticket holders. You dare play me. I call upon the baseball gods. I called in the cavalry. Thank you. Because this one is very personal to me. Very, very, very personal. I mean, I, for the first time ever, I told a team the truth. First time, I'm proud of that. I had the courage to tell a team the truth. And while I've kind of hinted it to other teams, I've tried to remain professional, and I remain professional on this, but it was the first real honest admittance of Binghamton. I have a lot of pettiness towards it because it was my first big shot, and Jack, you can back how much that that opportunity meant to me and what my goals were. Yeah. My goals were to one day make it to the Mets for God's sake. I wanted to get to Queens and it just felt like it was taken from me. So yeah, I'm not going to get into any more details other than that because you don't need to know about it, but the pettiness is real. Mm -hmm. Pettiness is very real because I don't want them to win. I don't think the Yankees deserve to win with season ticket holders like that. I don't think you deserve it. I'm sure we have our own shady season ticket holders, but you want to know what? A little personal to me. Mm-hmm. At least I'll admit, you know, there are probably a handful in our fan base that I wouldn't want, but we tolerate you. You don't know any better. So that makes me better than you. But no matter what, I'm going to say this. To the Guardians. We were not supposed to fucking be here. We are two years ahead of schedule. This was a 2024 plan. I can tell you from the words of Antonetti, 2024 has been the eye. They were going to wait out the storm, let the White Sox and Twins kill each other and spend each other into the ground, and then we'll rise from the ashes and pray to God the Tigers don't figure it out. And we'll rise up with the Royals. But we'll be more ready. And now we're two years ahead of schedule. Future's ours. What we decide to do with this future starting tonight and in this series is what we decide as a team. It's what Tito wants. It's what Andre Jimenez, Jose Ramirez, Oscar Gonzalez, Miles Straw. Miles, I'm looking at you, dude. And I'm going to make my, I'm calling my shot right now. I'm calling my shot right now, Jack. Sometime in New York, in this series, for the first time this year, Miles Straw is hitting a home run. That would be epic. It's going to go to right field, down the line, 
and it's going to barely get over the wall. It's going to be one of those like liner home runs, but it's over Yankee. Aaron judge judge won't get there. Cause it's going to go like towards the corner and it'll go out. Yeah. I'm calling my shot. He does Pretty that amazing. at some point in this series. And that is the moment that the guardians take all the momentum. Cause I can tell you from what I know, these guys have wanted the Yankees. They have not oh, yeah. forgotten. And like I said in the pod, you don't think they don't talk to Oscar Mercado still. You don't think they talk to all these guys who were here throughout the year. I guarantee you the first text half of these guys got after they beat the Royals was from Mercado saying, beat those motherfuckers. Oh, Brian Shaw is still in there throwing bullpen sessions. Who cares? Brian Shaw is going to yeah. be great. It's going to be awesome. He is so well rested. He's going to be throwing darts. He's going to avenge 2016. He's going to be a fucking hero. And then he's <laughs> going to do a meteorologist uh, uh, duel with Brian Shaw. <laughs> At the end of the season, he will do one saying, can we all just get along now? Yes. You know why the Guardians are winning tonight, Alex? Why? Oh, you're calling it. (laughs) Gonzalez is wearing Sandy's belt again. Oh, no. Something about Sandy and the Yankees scares the shit out of New York. Yeah, buddy. Mariano is going to wake up in a cold sweat tonight. So is Derek Jeter on the way to the stadium. Oh, my God. I remember. No, I cannot wait for Saturday, dude. Um, We heard about the times this afternoon. I texted my boss. I said, dude, I cannot fucking wait. This this is the playoff game I always wanted to be a part of. This is the one. This is as close to a World Series as I'm going to get, especially especially when either we're up 2-0 or tied 1-1. I think very least we're going to be tied 1-1 coming out of New York, and that's the key. Get and one that, in New York. That's fine. Get one Steal in New York and you them. got a shot. You got a shot. Um, Because I just don't think they're losing in Cleveland. I think Cleveland is – I call upon If you're going to the game, you better be freaking loud as hell. If you're thinking of selling tickets, make sure they're not Yankee fans. Don't let them in. I don't right. want to see Yankee shit. They don't deserve to be in our stadium. They've had enough. You have yeah. 27 rings. You want to know what? It's not my problem you haven't bought a championship in 13 years. Don't cry to me. You're the New York Yankees. Should have happened already. Not my fucking problem. I mean, for us, we've waited since 1948. You want to know what? Move over. You're about to lose Aaron Judge to free agency. And we will put you out of your misery. It's okay. We got you. We'll make sure you don't feel no pain anymore. Jason Dominguez will be up soon enough with Anthony Volpe. Don't worry. You'll be okay. You'll be fine without him. I have the Guardians in four, hopefully. Ideally, I think it's going to be, realistically, it's going to be in five. Um, I just want it to be in four because I want to be there when it happens. I really do, Jack. More than anything on this plan. You, I've told you what the plan is. I've told you what my plan is. And I called in the cavalry. I did. Something happened. I got the call in the cavalry. And if they're listening, uh, certain people, thank you, idiots. 
This is karma. This is rumble pony karma, as I call it. It's real. The baseball gods are real. One does not fuck with the baseball gods. And if you do, you knock on wood. I may have tempted them, so I, I'm covering my ass. Okay, baseball gods? I hope you're listening. I knocked on wood. I'm just covering my ass in case if I did anything wrong. Thank you. I'm not worthy of anything that you give me. I'm right. appreciative, but not worthy. Thank you to the baseball gods. Praise be to them for making this game the best sport of them all. I have no bias saying that. Baseball, baseball been very, very good to me. That's all I can say. I love this game. And Jack, like, I wish you could be there. I know Jokey's going to be there. Jokey, I'm calling your ass out. I need apologies at that game. It's a baseball gods demand. You have to apologize. You have to we apologize. Need to, it's got to be video. I enjoy I, it. I will I will take it. I will take it. Anthony, I'm telling you, I want an apology. I want an apology when you see me. I think it's Saturday. He's going to be there. Dude, I need the apology because the baseball gods are demanding it. I know what you think about Lindor, and I respect and love you for it, man. But I was right. I was right, and I told you to keep the faith, bro. Baseball gods demand it. Baseball gods demand it. They've spoken to me, and they've told me, hey, just a simple, hey, man, you were right. I'm sorry. And you want to know what? The debt's been paid. The debt's been paid. Welcome home. Welcome back home to your guardians. We embrace you unlike the Mets. I tried to be embraced. Didn't happen. Oh, Uncle Stevie. Love you. Um, Anyways. Signing more checks this offseason, thinking that's going to help it. What do you mean? He already said he's not going to do whatever it takes to get the Grom. What's he going to do? Is he going to trade Alvarez and Beatty and all of his Meyer leaguers for Shohei? (laughs) Because that's going to fix the problem. Yeah, let's trade all of our prospects for one guy when we have no one else in our farm system. Do you know their double-A team finished dead last in, I can't, the, in the East? We stream? can't relate. We can't relate with our rubber ducks. I'm, I'm just saying, you have no minor league system. You have none. Like, don't sit here and trade everything. Money ain't going to fix it. Right. And also, also, choking head coaches deserve choking star shortstops. When you hired Buck Showalter, I saw this coming. This is Buck Showalter, for God's sake. He can never get to the World Series. He always chokes before the World Series. He never gets over the hump. Never, ever, ever. Notice how the Yankees took off in the 90s after they replaced him. Just saying. When you went old school, you screwed yourself. You should have gotten analytics. White Sox, we're looking at you too. I I even told you when they hired Buck that was a mistake. Well, yeah, like you, you had better candidates. Era. You were talking to hell. You could have punted on the season and gone after the Brewers GM, but go get a Ep or a Epier or whatever his name is from the Angels who couldn't build shit. Right. All he built That's- is a shitty farm system and spending billions of dollars on nobody who produced. That's why I keep saying on Twitter, Tito's the greatest manager of all time. He's one of these old school guys, but he has embraced the new era. 
I know. Connie Mack, I- I'm telling you, he there's a reason okay. that man lasts about 40, 50 the, years. The greatest manager of this era. Though I also will say, especially okay, I'll give you this era because, like, I-, I love Tito. Do not get me wrong. John McGraw and Connie Mack. But those guys were way before our time. No, 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 no. They built even today's modern manager. Yeah. Who do you think was the first guy to shift? John McGraw. Yeah. And you want to know why he shifted? Because he didn't want that fat son of a bitch hitting it out of the infield and Babe Ruth. Right. I mean. But if, but I'm saying if Francona does it here and he did it in Boston. Case closed. Greatest manager of all time. I I will say he's the greatest miracle worker manager of all time. <laughs> yeah. I fair. can't give him greatest manager because, like, he didn't really indoctrinate any new philosophies. That's fair. That that's that's the only thing I'll say. It's just like Connie Mack lasted 50 freaking years as a manager. 50 that's years awesome. with the same. I know he partially owned it, but like, dude, Connie Mack is. Literally, he indoctrinated probably 90% of what managers do nowadays. That's fair. John McGraw invented some of the ideas of going lefty on lefty. And, you know, one of the best morale managers ever. I mean, after the Merkel boner, you know what he does? He makes sure Merkel gets an actual raise, even though he costs him the pennant. And the Giants still won. They still kept winning. These are the guys that are the modern managers that talk about morale that talk about building rapport none of this happens without those two i mean i can put him in the category of tommy lasorda and sparky anderson and those guys they are upper echelon like there's s tier and then there's a tier and the s tier for me is connie mack and john mcgraw and everyone else tito's in that a tier Right underneath. Yeah. And you yeah. can make an argument at times he could be putting that S tier. Same thing with Tommy Lasorda. Same thing with Sparky Anderson. Bobby Cox deserves a lot of love in that discussion because I don't know how you handle the pitchers that he had for that long of a time and consistently win. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, he built that team from the ground up. Joe Torrey, I put in probably a B tier because he came into it. He didn't build it. He, I mean, hell, they were about to trade Mariano Rivera for Felix Fermin because they said Jeter wasn't ready. Like, shit. Could you met? Oh, my God. Could you met? That's an alternate baseball history. Mariano Rivera to the Mariners. Didn't, didn't the Indy Guardians have Felix Fermin? Yeah. And we they traded, traded him for... Him for... That, wow. Yep, it was uh, uh, something Jefferson, uh, DH, uh, who got traded for Omar. Because as John Hart says, he kind of played Edgar Martinez in the talking about their team. Like, oh, Griffey. Oh, yeah, he's the greatest. Beer, oh, man, he's getting 40 home runs. Randy yeah, Johnson. Oh, yeah, lights story. out. What about that? Uh, what's that name? Vizquel, dude. It's like, oh, dude, that guy's like the best fielder on the planet. And he stopped there. And then that night called Seattle, made the trade. Next day, saw Edgar, and Edgar hated him. <laughs> Edgar was pissed. <laughs> it's wild. John Hart, baby. That's, that's, that is that's a top-tier GM move. So, anyways, we got to get going, guys, because 
for our sake, it's 635. We're an hour away from first pitch. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting us. Um, until next time, I'm Alex Hale. As for my co-host, Jack McCurry, we will talk to you next time. Until then, we are out.